All dog related. It's not right. Fox and the Hounds. Oh, I sobbed that movie during that movie. God. Have I got something for you later? Um, <laughs> what that means? <laughs> <laughs> I said that really <laughs> ominously. I didn't mean to be so creepy. After with I that. just said I sobbed, <laughs> like I got something. Oh, am I gonna make you sob? <laughs> like, that's weird. <laughs> Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You found us here somehow. It's fate. You probably love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide. This is still hold up. Today we have Enchanted. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever, make sure you throw us a follow, subscribe, leave reviews. They help more people find us. If you listening, if every single person left a review, um, so many more people would find us. And as well, if you hear something on a podcast that you want to reach out about, you want to talk about, you have more opinions that you want to continue this story on, you can talk to us on uh, Instagram, at Romcom Rewind. You can even leave a voicemail, one 505 Three, leave a voicemail. You might end up on the pod. We got a message from Maddie on Instagram saying, "Hi guys, just wanted uh, first to say I love listening to your podcast. I've been listening for over a year now. Maddie's been a rom commie for over a year. We need to find a new name. We did. Oh, the RCR fam. Yeah, the RCR fam. Not rom commies. <laughs> not a good name. She's been in the RCR fam for over a year." <laughs> she loves our perspective on movies. She says, I just uh, finished listening to the latest episode on a Cinderella story and your conversation about remakes of Disney princess movies. I was wondering if you've ever seen or heard of Sydney White. Of course, Amanda Bynes. Yes, and I thank you so much to all those who sent messages because it's, when you guys did, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I missed that. Yes, I totally, totally, 100% had forgotten about Sydney White. And I... Uh, if I recall correctly, I really liked the movie. So, yes, it is a take on Snow White, which um, a modern take, which is really cool. So thank you to everyone who messaged. Hard to pull off, as as we discussed in our last episode. We have a um, a similar premise. We're, we're getting close to Halloween, so we yes. did kind of want to keep the vibe, you know, a Cinderella story. Maybe you want to dress up as a princess this Halloween. Maybe Enchanted. Is the movie you want to watch this Halloween? Perhaps it is. It's a 2007 musical fantasy romantic comedy directed by Kevin Lima. The perfect person to direct this, I think, by the way. Agreed. I, I agree with you. Responsible for the Goofy movie, 101 Dalmatians, Tarzan as well. He was a writer on Aladdin, a character designer on The Little Mermaid, visual director of Beauty and the Beast. This guy knows Disney fairy tales, but more than that, he knows animated yes. Disney fairy tales. Interestingly enough, he did have a cameo in this uh, movie. He was Pip. He was Pip the Chipmunk or whatever, right? Pip the Squirrel or the, Pip the Chipmunk. Pip, Pip the Chipmunk. Pip yeah. the Rodent, the Woodland Rodent. Oh, yeah, it's sure. Not a rodent. Technically, it, it is a rodent. Okay. <laughs> Enchanted begins as an animated story. We meet Giselle, your classic Disney princess. We meet her in some house in the woods with all of her favorite adorable woodland creatures, Pip included. She's played by Amy Adams. Then we meet Edward, the prince, played by James Marsden. Edward is seen uh, capturing a troll when he hears this beautiful singing off in the distance. That's Giselle he hears. So he tromps through the forest and he finds her. They complete each other's songs and immediately fall in love to be wed the very next day here's 
Here's the issue, though. Edward's stepmom doesn't want Edward to marry because then she will no longer be queen. We're talking, of course, about Queen Nerissa, played by Susan Sarandon. So she hatches a plan to teleport Giselle to a place where love doesn't exist. She goes from being animated in a Disney fairy tale to being a real-life human being in New York City. And eventually we also meet Robert Phillip, played by Patrick Dempsey, Morgan Phillip, his daughter, Nancy Tremaine, played by uh, Adina, <laughs> Adina Menzel. I just think of that, um, what's his name from Greece? I don't know. The main guy from Greece. <laughs> I don't know. He totally butchered her name at an awards show thing. Oh, really? Yeah, he's like, a <laughs> honest <laughs> to God, I'll find the clip. What's his name? Shit, I can't I even remember. remember. From the Oscar-winning animated movie Frozen, please welcome the wickedly talented one and only Adele Dazeen. Danny Zuko. Okay. The fact that we remember Danny Zuko and not not the the name of this iconic actor. Yeah. um, That's our lead-in for Enchanted. What are your thoughts? There has never been anything like Enchanted. (laughs) Thank you. Because no other story has ever taken you... (laughs) ...to a land as strange and terrifying... I, I think this movie is a really cool take um, on a Disney movie, right? Like, so it starts out animated and, you know, a typical princess animated story. And then it shifts into a live action, which is really, really neat. It, I think it was Disney's third live action movie at the time um, that they did. And uh, I think the casting was done really well. Um, I love me some Patrick Dempsey. Um, <laughs> at the time, this was um, Amy Adams kind of breakout role. Uh, she was kind of um, not she wasn't huge. She wasn't as big as she is now. Um, in terms of stardom. And um, yeah, it was a cool ode to, I think, Disney princesses, Disney um, love stories and, um, you know, the fairy tales as a whole. So I thought it was I thought it was cute. I have to say, I will I will say now my cheese is at an ultimate five. I think this is the cheesiest (laughs) movie we've done to date. You know what, though? I'll I'll challenge you on the cheese a little bit. Okay. Because it wasn't You'll bad cheese. With the cheese. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> the cheese was good cheese, though it wasn't bad cheese. Hey, we have total different ideas of cheese, and I'm not getting into it again. Literally, we do this every single time. But like, the cheese is a maximum five for me. You know what? I- I'm gonna talk about the cheese right now. But I thought this film was delightful. Oh, it's super cute. I always had the misconception, and this is a great example, Sarah. I had the misconception that this movie was more similar to a. For example, The Princess Switch. Oh. Way too cheesy, bad acting, very (laughs) over the top. No offense to Vanessa Hudgens. That's just those movies have a time and place, but I don't love them. Yeah, Christmas. What you actually get with Enchanted is fantastic acting, Mm -hmm. even better singing, a story that is fun, silly, and whimsical. Yes. And I think it leans into all the classic Disney princess fairy tale tropes in a very New York City way yeah, that actually makes it, it more funny and not corny or bad cheese. It's good cheese because oh, it's of good that. cheese. It's very cheesy. But you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Isn't It Romantic? How Rebel Wilson Ooh. is in the rom-com and she points out how ridiculous the romantic comedy cliches are while she's in it. Yes, it's almost like she like she's self-aware. 
Yeah. Right? Like, except Amy Adams is not aware she's not <laughs> but, but patrick dempsey is yes. so like i'm picturing the restaurant scene where her where pip shows up and she's like oh my god pip and everybody's freaking out and patrick dempsey's like we gotta get this rodent out of here somebody's <laughs> gotta kill the chipmunk guys like there's a rodent on the table can we get some help here it, he is kind of he's that rebel wilson of like kind of displaying how absurd these classic Disney cliches are, and I think that makes it not bad cheese. It's funny cheese. It is funny cheese. He was really good in this. I really liked him. There's only one part that gets bad cheese, but but moreover, oh, I'm interested. I, like I thought, I had a little bit of a stigma attached to this movie, thinking it was like a very very poorly done like princess oh, switch no. style thing. It was a. It's not low budget. They budgeted it like they. No. Yeah, this was a really and they did it did really well. I don't know if you'll get into it, but they, it did really well at the box office. Box office was fantastic. Rotten Tomatoes has like a 93% on it. The audience score was an 80. I might have been the only person who had a stigma against this movie. <laughs> this was very well reviewed. It was well sold. People went to go see it in the theaters. They swung hard and they and they they hit the ball on this. Starting with, I think, and this will lead us in, the animation off the top is impeccable, Sarah, when we start our story. It is very well done. And it, I find it it's well done in the sense that it still holds true to the old fairy tale Disney princesses. It feels like a Cinderella animated Yes. Thing. The animation part, that little portion at the very beginning and kind of throughout with the Evil Queen, took a year to do. I'm glad you bring that up because there's a lot of like like Netflix animation and Amazon Prime. They... They always try to do these shows and then they dump them after two seasons. And the story's always like, guys, it takes a lot to animate mm-hmm. something. Like, it's a lot of work. Well, and I think between, you know, Disney and Pixar, I think they have it down pat with how long it truly takes them to put out a film. Like, they're not they're not pushing something out without it to being truly amazing right like finding nemo to finding nemo 2 like pixar's a great example because they yeah. already know what they're doing for like 15 years guys <laughs> yeah. like they, they have, have a plan. plan yeah yeah they have to plan because they have to get the animators it takes so long to do animation anyway so this movie was very long in the making i'll get more into it in quick facts um so yeah it starts out in an animated world as you mentioned and kind of all the stories smash together right like all of the animals are her friends, not just some birds or some rats or like whatever, but they're all her friends. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, you get a little glimpse of um, a little bit of Snow White. You get a little bit of Cinderella in there. You get a little bit of Sleeping Beauty in there. You know, she's locked away in the woods, um, kind of like Rapunzel, but not in a tower. Like all these things kind of, you know, you, you're watching them. And if, if you grew up watching the Disney princesses, then you kind of you see them throughout. Right. Um. And of course, like you mentioned, the prince is, you know, with Nathaniel and, and uh, they're chasing a troll and he hears her singing through the forest and he goes to her. And um, of course, the troll tries to eat her. So being Prince Charming himself, he saves her and it's love at first sight. And they, they're supposed to get married the following day because that's how quick love at first sight and love and fairy tales happens. That's right. And instead of finishing each other's sentences, they are finishing each other's lyrics? song lyrics. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Edward and Giselle fall in love by finishing each other's song lyrics in uh, in the movie. So I thought it would be really, really fun for us to kind of do some uh, Disney song trivia, finish the lyrics for you, or kind of like a little bit of trivia. Okay, so it's Disney songs. It is. I'm going to start with... Um, Are you singing them to me? No, I'm not singing. No, Sarah, you got to sing them to mm, me. No. Which classic Disney movie has a song that goes like this? Something, something, don't you dare close your eyes. Something, something, hold your breath, it gets better. Aladdin. 
It is Aladdin. Good job. Are you actually <laughs> screwing with me? Like no, that's so I'm easy. <laughs> Sorry. That's uh, I could show you the world, yeah. shining, shimmering, shimmering, splendid. Yes. Tell me, princess. Yeah, okay. Which movie is this line from? Well, I've never seen a king of beasts with quite so little hair. Oh. I knew this one right away. <sighs> I've never seen a king of beasts with so little hair. With quite so little hair. Mm. Do you want me to give you the uh, guesses? Is it Beauty and the Beast? It is not. Oh, shoot. Kay, what are the multiple choicers? Okay. Just Around the Riverbed by Pocahontas. No. Okay, I Can't Wait to Be King from The Lion King. You've Got a Friend in Me from Toy Story. Okay. The one from Moana that goes doot, 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 dot, doot, doot, doot. I'm going to say The Lion King. It is The Lion yes, King. Yes, okay. Yes, I just can't wait to be king. So interestingly, <laughs> me and my friend, I went to theater camp uh, when I was little. Um, I, I can't sing, so that's I didn't gain that skill there. Um, however, I did sing this song at the end of the summer camp um, in front of all the parents. So that's why. I knew, so why don't you give us a rendition? I kind of did, but I'm R- not no, singing. No, 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 no really no. quick. Let's, no, let's I'm on. good. Thank you. You just teased the audience. No, no, we no. all want to hear it. No, it was just more of a like a Sarah tidbit. When the road looks rough ahead and you're miles from your nice warm bed, you just remember what your old, old pal said. Oh, I know that one. I, I don't. When the road looks rough ahead and you're miles from your. I, you know, I can't get the tune. Sorry. It's not Toy Story. Would you like to know? Yeah. Okay. Like so the Jungle Book? I'm going to guess the Jungle Book. These are the options Bare Necessities from the Jungle Book. <laughs> Do you want to build a snowman from Frozen? You've got a friend in me from Toy Story. Oh my God! <laughs> what a conundrum I, I put myself in. I'm gonna you say have. the Jungle Book. It is Toy Story. Oh shit! You've got a friend in me. All right, the next one is, darling. It's better down where it's wetter. Oh, Little Mermaid. It is yes, under the sea. Darling, it's better down where it's, it's wetter. Take it from me. Okay. See. Wow. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this is the other reason why I'm doing Jesus. this. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what Disney movie had a song in it called You'll Be In My Heart? You'll be in my heart. That's Phil Collins. It Tarzan. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Phil Collins. Come on. <laughs> okay. So the next one is. <laughs> oh, I had strings, but now I'm free. There are no strings on me. Oh, shit. That's tough. Quoted by Ultron in the Avengers movie Age of Ultron. Wow. There are no strings on me. Um, it's not Pinocchio, though. I'm going to say Pinocchio. It is It is Pinocchio. I was going to say, is that, the, yeah, that's always the like red herring. Is it so simple as to say Pinocchio, right? He gives you plenty of trouble. I guess he's just no count pup, but I wish that he were double. The multiple choice are 101 Dalmatians, The Aristocats, Lady and the Tramp, or The Fox and the Hound. All dog related. It's not Fox and the Hounds. Oh, I sobbed that movie during that movie. God. I got something for you later. Um, (laughs) What that means? (laughs) (laughs) I said that really ominously. I didn't mean to be so creepy. After I just said I sobbed. (laughs) Like, I got something for you. Oh, am I going to make you sob? (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) 
<laughs> wow. Oh, God. I'm going to say, uh, like, the Aristocats. It is later in the trip. Ah, shoot. And that is all. I feel like I did well. I think you did. Um, and, of course, the evil queen doesn't want them to be together because then she will lose her throne. <laughs> Upon getting to the castle in her wedding dress, um, Giselle sees an old lady bring her uh, to a wishing fountain. And the old lady, who is, you know, the evil queen, um, pushes her into the fountain and sends her to a different place, which is reality or New York City. It's New York City. And this film does answer the question, what would it be like if a Disney princess, pure of heart... <laughs> Ends up so in innocent. Effing <laughs> New York City. It like I, I won't say that Amy Adams was aggravating off the top, but she oh, was she a was. little. She did t- a really good job. But 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 that's what I mean. Like it was believable in that mm-hmm. you're like, oh yeah, if Snow White f- <laughs> showed up in in L.A., she'd be like, what is happening here? What like yeah, it, it would be a culture shock, right? Oh, absolutely. But you know what though, the the place that they enter. The reality world of New York <laughs> it's is a manhole. Perfect. It's a, well, it's the manhole, yes, but is perfect in the sense that it's in Times Square. There's so much stuff happening in Times Square all the time and all at once that most people around wouldn't even take a second look because there's there's you know street performers all over the place, so they wouldn't even think that it was something actually magical. Like it was a perfect place in in bringing the two worlds or colliding the two worlds together. Giselle shows up. She gets pushed into the subway. Yes. She's asking people to show her the way to the castle. And she's very lost. I'm very lost. And she sits with a homeless man. And (laughs) he steals her tiara. And honestly, like running in that gown is impressive. The wedding dress actually weighed 45 pounds. A stunt double taught Amy Adams how to move in the dress. And she described it as grueling since the entire weight was on her hips. So she occasionally felt like... Yeah, she was in track, like, just going forward, going backward. Like, yeah. What a great thigh workout. That's like doing... (laughs) Definitely. Wow, and she was moving around about that, and it was all in her hips. Yeah, so that's... Yeah, and in heels, too, right? Like, so she was moving. Like, it's impressive that she... Her butt must look great after that. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) There should be, like, a new... Like, screw good life. Just go to Disney Princesses R Us, and they're like, all right, this gown... It's like 50 pounds. Yeah. It's all harnessed right into your hips, though. It's basically you're, you're squatting 50 pounds, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who needs squats? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we finally meet uh, Patrick Dempsey's character, Robert Phillip. And from of the from the looks of it, he's a divorce lawyer. And he is going to be asking his girlfriend, Nancy, uh, that night to marry him. Back to Giselle. She does finally find a castle, which is really just a billboard. So she starts talking to a billboard. I think it's a billboard for a casino. It is, <laughs> yes. And she's knocking, thinking someone's home and is going to come and see her. And sure enough... Robert and his daughter Morgan stumble upon her and they save her. They let her into their apartment and she falls asleep on their couch. Robert is very, um, he's very pragmatic. He's very skeptical about love, especially being a divorce lawyer. And as well, his wife, Morgan's mom, is no longer around. Just a, a glimpse into his character. Princess Giselle is the entire opposite. She is bursting with life, 
love can be found just with the magical first oh, kiss. Oh, absolutely. You know? That is true love's first kiss. So the next morning she wakes up and calls all the New York City animals, which include cockroaches, rats, mice, pigeons, to come and help clean their apartment because it's very dirty. And uh, the little girl, they she does, Morgan does see her cleaning and singing the, the cleaning song. All right, everyone, let's tidy things up. Come, my little friends, as we all sing a happy little working song. I don't know how they could sleep through that, though. Like, Oh, with, she was yeah. belting it. She totally was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's really good. good I, I could be your Disney princess, you, okay? You Maybe could, in another you, life. I was, I was Prince Edward. <laughs> Actually, speaking of him, he comes through the tunnel and uh, so does Pip and to find his one true love. So Robert finally wakes up in his apartment to find all of the animals and they're not nice animals. Um, and he rushes them all out and he goes to the bathroom where she's showering and singing, of course, and sees two pigeons helping her with her towel in true animated fairy tale fashion. He's in disbelief and she also uh, took down all of their curtains and made a dress out of it. Uh, which is always lovely. Nancy stops by, though, so Robert's girlfriend, and sees Giselle and Robert fall into each other. She's Nancy's pissed because, you know, she's never been able to stay the night because of boundaries and, and you know, the daughter Morgan. But yet Giselle stays the night, so Nancy's just pissed and she just walks out. The evil queen realizes that her um, her stepson has gone to New York City to find his one true love. And so she sends uh, her henchman, Nathaniel, to make sure that the prince does not find the princess, Giselle, or soon-to-be princess. Peter Pettigrew, if you watch Harry Potter. Yes, I'm like, is. that is... Peter Pettigrew. They did the same makeup. He's almost the same guy. Yes, his... Rat-looking way, sniveling ways. as yes. well. Yeah, he's the he's rat. the same dude. Um, the evil queen sends a message to Nathaniel that uh he that she wants him to kill her or poison her, uh with an apple. So that's an ode to Snow White. Of course, this actually brings me to something that I wanted to talk with you about. Okay. It is, can we rank the? We talked about how Pixar has everything planned for the next fifteen years. Disney does have some things planned coming up. Yes, they do. So let's talk upcoming Disney live action specifically. Okay. Some of them are remakes of classics. Some of them are mm -hmm. just, you know, live action. Um, we can go over the ones that are on the way and let's talk about what we're most excited for. Okay. Starting with, mm -hmm. there is a sequel to this movie coming out this November. Correct. Disenchanted. Yes. I am very excited. Based on how this one ends, and there, there's a few things we know. We know Maya Rudolph will be in it yep. in some way, as we're assuming somebody big and bad and scary and yes, hilarious. On the, on the poster. Yeah. Yes, okay. <laughs> Maya Rudolph's on the poster. She yes. looks intimidating. She does. Amy Adams is back, and she's also directing? Uh, she's producing. Okay. Well, they have to collide the two worlds together again. Like, mm -hmm. they have to. So I'm excited to see how they do that, because I know James Marsden has... Uh, like is going to be reprising his role so uh i don't know if nancy will also be back in um nancy will patrick so amy adams patrick dempsey james marsden and adina menzel will yes. all be reprising perfect no susan sarandon right because maya rudolph i think is is going to be the villain in this the one. new villain yeah you because, can't have two because if time has passed james marsden's character prince edward would hopefully be king edward now right 
Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. Peter Pan and Wendy. There's <gasps> right. a Peter Pan movie coming out. There is, and it's called Peter Pan and Peter Pan and Wendy. And what I've read about this one is that they're kind of making them like they put Wendy in the title because they want them to be a little bit more equal in terms of like it's not just Peter Pan and then Wendy's like a side character. It's going to be about Peter Pan and Wendy. And your boy Jude Law as Captain Yes. Hook. Okay. I love this. I love that as well. That's I a great pick. I think he's going to do such a fantastic job as Captain Hook. We saw the first trailer actually for The Little Mermaids. Yes, I'm really, really excited. Her about voice this is one. impeccable. Yes, and she is going to do all the singing. It looks really good. I'm really excited. Ariel is one of my favorite Disney princesses. So I'm really excited to see this one. I think she's going to do a good job. For The Little Mermaid, like you just, d- d- no holds bar, you need a fantastic voice because yes. those songs are so good and so fun. Well, and the songs are really iconic. Everyone can sing along to them. Oh my like God. you need somebody and and the Look story at this stuff, this, you know, it's yeah. The story itself is about her singing voice, right? So you need you need it to be amazing because that's what Ursula steals. That's right. Exactly, voice. exactly. The Jungle Book 2, they're getting another live action of that. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that was that was one of our first dates. We that went was. to go see the Jungle Book. Snow White is getting a live action remake, which is why I bring it up. You just mentioned the wow. ode to Snow White. There will be another Poison Apple somewhere in the world. I'm very interested. Do we know who's playing yet? Rachel Zegler. Oh, okay. Yes. You know what? I think she's going to be perfect for Snow White. She's like, she has been active for a bit, but she has a lot of stuff on the way. She's going to be in the next... Hunger Games film. Oh, okay. Yes. She's going to be in the next Shazam. She's going to be in the next oh, Snow White. Wow. She was just in Snow uh, in West Side Story. Yes. Well, she won a Golden Globe Award for Best Actress Motion Picture for, I believe, West Side Story. So she's on the up and up. That's cool. I'm really excited for that. Now, th- this, now we're into the realm of like, I think this is 2023 and on. Okay. Lilo and Stitch is getting live action. <gasps> I love Stitch. Oh my god. The Hunchback of Notre Dame is getting uh, live no. action. Yeah, I know. Wow. Interesting. Like, who do you pick to, to be the Hunchback? Oh man. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that would be an interesting pick because it could either launch your career or really pigeonhole your career. Do they do they make it somebody who's already known and attractive and they just make him look gross? Bambi's getting a live action? Yeah. How do they live action Bambi? They live action The Lion King, right? So it'll be the same kind of vibe. It'll Weird. be like real looking animals. I haven't seen the live action Lion King, so I... Have I'll you get... seen the original the Bambi? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's very sad. Uh, I can barely watch it. Th- remember when I made that weird comment about making you sad later? <laughs> yeah. It's because there's a live action Bambi. So not only did we like, we're traumatized as children seeing this animated. they do it all over us. Mama They're going to do it die. To us all over again. Yeah, we're, we're going to do it with like a real looking Right. As long as they animal. don't do Fox and the Hound. Because like, I, th- I can't watch that one again. See, I think Bambi is more sad. Oh, Fox no. And Fox and the Hound. Leaving that dog in the in the in the woods? No, I can't. With the car driving away? Oh my god, my breaking my heart. Sarah, yeah, you're really that's that's some imagery right I know. there. You like ooh, that's what I mean. It it is in my mind. Hercules, they're gonna <gasps> cool. do that action. Oh my god, I'm excited for this one. Is that's Noah Centineo cool. like your your shoe in for Hercules? Oh wow, I never even thought of that. Immediately, I heard and I'm like, oh, 
they're gonna get Noah to do it. I don't know if they. He's will. young. He's up and coming, but I feel like he's got that swagger that you need out of a Hercules. I feel like we should revisit this when the time comes and see and talk about who we think should be Hercules. That I'm excited for Hercules, though. That's gonna be really cool. Pick one that you're most excited for. Hercules. Hercules. Yeah, I'm really excited for Hercules. Man, is it just in terms of sing along ability? I think The Little Mermaid is my number one. So after Giselle almost ruins a deal at for Robert at work, uh, he sends her on her way with some money and tells her to go find her prince. He watches her reluctantly and feels so bad as she's walking through the park and giving her money away to some old lady. So in the park, you know, he runs after her, starts walking through the park with her to just, you know, talk about, I don't know, they just end up they start and they learning start, a little bit about yes. each other. We're, we're getting a little bit of uh, ooh, some chemistry, maybe. Connection, sure, whatever. Yeah. So in the park, we do find Nathaniel, the evil henchman, um, who tries to give her a caramel apple for free. <laughs> I mean, who? It's a poison apple. Yeah, it, obviously. Um, so she accidentally throws away the poison apple. She accepts it, and she throws it away, and it goes through some guy's helmet, a cyclist's helmet, but... Um, her breaking into song in the park and the guys knowing said song. So close to my best scene. Robert is so like WTF. It's hilarious because he's like, how how do you know the song that she's singing? Like this this woman is basically nuts. Like what is happening? Dancing through the park. We see, you know, a king and queen ball. Obviously that's foreshadowing. Nancy forgives him because, you know, she gets the birds to make her a wreath and sends it on their way and, and they and, get tickets to the ball. Well, and Robert's like, they don't the birds don't know the address. How how's it gonna oh, get there? I know. And yet it still gets Because it's a fairy tale. But but that's it. Robert constantly gets smacked in the face with she's a princess and he constantly denies it which i yeah. think is really funny he constantly tries to <laughs> rationalize it yeah which is it makes funny it re- reality right it, yes i i also just love these these little like three minute scenes of pure whimsy you know when she was <laughs> when she was reorganizing and cleaning the house with the friggin rats and the pigeons yeah and she's you know dancing on the tabletop <laughs> and stuff and and this scene it turns into a whole flash mob it around does. the fountain oh yeah it's and pure absurdity and it's great though it is and this song i had in my head for like days like i can still hear it in my head right now and back to the whole like this is cheesy but it is so well done and meticulously executed it's good cheese i agree could have been very bad cheese very quickly yes very easily but you did great yeah so Robert brings her for dinner and um, at my a restaurant. Scene. Okay, this is your best scene. Okay, go ahead. This is my best scene um, just because, so so they're at a restaurant. Giselle does comment like, oh my God, are we on a date? And Robert's like, no, 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 no. We're, we're not on a date. But this is continuing on. They're, they're getting to know each other. There's a little bit of chemistry happening. They, they've got a rapport, let's say. And then it's just the pure bedlam from that, chipmunk that squirrel pip yeah shows up because nathaniel ends up at that restaurant and he's like hey i got an it's apple martini me he's still trying to go on with that poisonous apple trope and as giselle is about to take a sip yes a squirrel comes flying out of nowhere and attacks it and she's like oh my god pip and i just love back to the whole like this could have been so cheesy but Robert's over there like, guys, we got to we gotta kill the rodent on the table. There's a rodent on the table. Can we get some help here? <laughs> Giselle starts like cuddling with Pip. And there's an old grandma in the corner like. It's 
was chewing off her face. It's just, <laughs> it, it was bedlam. It had every element of comedy to it. Once again, without being super cheesy. It was just, it was just pure fun. I loved it. It was a very fun scene. There was lots going on. It was very comical. Interestingly, about the name of the restaurant, Bella Notte, um, the restaurant at which Edward and Giselle have their dinner, that is the name of the song being sung while Lady and the Tramp are eating spaghetti in the oh, movie Lady and the Tramp. So cute. So Prince Edward finally figures out uh, he sees on on the magical mirror television in his hotel room. <laughs> that was so oh funny God, that he would sit down so and he'd just funny. be like, what is this magic? Yes. Again? Magic mirror. Please tell me where to find her. And all of a sudden, you know, there's a news ad. There's a news. Fifth um, and Broadway. Yeah, yeah. Come. Oh, my God. There was a squirrel. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, my gosh, my princess. So he figures out where she's at, runs over there. So that next morning, Edward does find her. Could you just be <laughs> careful? You. What? You're the one who's been holding my Giselle captive. Just uh, stay calm. No. Have you any last words before I dispatch you? You have got to be kidding me. Strange words. Edward had some great moments. When he first comes out of the sewer, and he tries to like attack the construction (laughs) worker, like, have you seen my Giselle? She's beautiful. And and the construction worker is like, no, like it sounds like she's great. And he's like, oh, wouldn't I I hope you find love, sir. And he just like (laughs) gallivants off. Edward was, I mean, James Marsden played him perfectly. I was just about to say they cast him perfectly for this movie. He did actually audition for the role of Robert Phillip. I could, yeah, I could then, see it too. And then was cast for um, the prince, Prince Edward. <sighs> James Marsden is my classic. Th- thank God he got 27 dresses because yeah. I'm really afraid that he's kind of one of those like you're always the other guy in a lot of movies situation. Yeah. In, and in this film, no different. Like he's a great like the other guy. I know. I want him to have like his own movie rom com. You want him to fall in love, but you still agree, like, but it shouldn't be with Giselle. You should find love. I do. I do like you enough that you should find love. <laughs> yeah, just not her. You should though. be happy, but yes. just not with her. Just, just not happy with her <laughs> because we like her more with somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when Edward finally finds Giselle, they start singing. Who was made? Who was made? To finish. What's wrong? You're not singing. Oh, I was thinking. Before we leave, there's one thing I would love to do. Oh, name it, my love, and it is done. I want to go on a date. And he agrees, and they take off for, you know, their date. He's really not enjoying himself on this date, but Giselle tells Edward that before they go back to Andalasia, she wants to do one more thing, which is go to this ball. Which we know that Robert and Nancy will also be at. Yes. And then we have the evil queen arrive in New York City because she knows that they have now found each other. Yes, yeah. So at the ball, um, it's funny, Nancy and Edward go off and they dance together and Robert and Giselle dance together. And we... Ooh, we're the getting magic, the tingle the magic. Our finger, fingers. Yep, our fingers. That the, our fingers are tingling. <laughs> that that is that. And so they're making eyes at each other, and you know they dance together, and then. Um, an old lady shows up, the same old lady from the animated world, who is in fact the queen, and she gives her an apple. And that that drove me crazy. If Disney princesses were real, 
they would they be, would be all asleep <laughs> they, they, they would be like just kidnapped in droves like they're so easy yes. to convince they're very naive you saw the old lady before she yeah. tossed you into, into a, a well world. into a yeah. into a different you'd think world you'd remember yeah. that like she hey does. she does remember her she goes oh you're you're bad but she still convinces her to take the apple and eat it how i don't know come on giselle i know it's I a know. bad lady how easily convinced she was. So now she is uh, asleep. She, she's asleep. Yes. Yeah. Ode to Sleeping Beauty. No, Snow White. Snow White. Snow White. And Snow White. Sleeping, Sleeping Beauty. Beauty Cinderella. You know, they're all. all the things. Yeah, we're, we're well, doing odes to everything. The, the poison apple is Snow White. Oh, for sure. The sleeping yeah, yeah. and Sleeping Beauty is because she pricks her finger. That's on right. It. Yeah. The evil queen takes her away, and Nathaniel comes out and says, "No, you can't take her." comes clean and tells everybody that the evil queen has poisoned her and, and, you know, wants to take her away so that she doesn't take her crown and everything like that. And so Prince Edward comes to her rescue and Robert comes to help. And Robert remembers that true love's kiss is the most powerful thing in the world. So Edward rushes over and kisses her over and over and over again. And it's not working. Robert tries and it works. I think he's come to terms with like, yes. maybe, maybe I'm not the one anymore. So he does say to Robert, like, you know, maybe it's you. Even Nancy says, yeah, you got to kiss her. Everybody knows Robert's in love with her. And when he does kiss her, she wakes up again. Yes. And then it's this gigantic, like the whole thing is a theatrical, like all these people, all these people at this ball think that this is a play that's part of the show, part of the night, which is, I love how they did that with just enough like special or in, in the, in the people attending's eyes special effects and all of this stuff like magic that they think that it's just part of the show whereas in reality like all this crazy stuff is happening it gets even crazier and this this is a great example of the line ladies and gentlemen cheesy and fun and hilarious and we love it and cheesy that's just uh, (laughs) i think your your cheese went bad yes the evil queen turns into a dragon yeah and grabs robert freaking an animated dragon shows up he takes him to the top of the empire state building yep and robert is the damsel in distress and giselle is the hero and um the evil queen falls from the building and perishes because we don't know if she's dead yet, but I mean, we're assuming that she is. <laughs> Maya Rudolph's on the poster for the next yeah, one. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Susan. Yeah, Susan's <laughs> out. Maya Rudolph's in. She probably died. And so Robert ends up with Giselle, and Edward ends up with Nancy. Nancy goes Fancy to Nancy. fairy tale world. Yes, yes. she does. Um, and Giselle opens a business called Andalasia Fashions for little girls' dress princess dresses, and everyone gets a happy ending. Even Nathaniel, he writes a book about the evil queen, and he is a best-selling author. Pip is even gets a great ending about being an author in his animated world. So, do was good. Do you have any what should have beens for no, this movie? I know I'm jumping ahead, but like they, I didn't because they tie I, everything off. Yeah, because I got a, a good happy ending for everybody. So I'm interested to see how they do Disenchanted because I was happy. Because I was happy, guys. I was happy at the end of this one. We, we got everything. Yeah. Quick facts. Quick facts. There's a lot of them today. Talks about this movie began in 2003 with Amy Adams cast as Giselle in November 2005. This movie was a huge success, earning more than $340 million worldwide at the box office on a budget of $85 million. This movie 
took almost two years to complete. The animation took a little over a year to finish, while the live action scenes, which commenced and were completed during the animation process, were shot in 72 days. Director Kevin Lima worked with Disney before, as you mentioned, Devin. He directed Tarzan, 102 Dalmatians, A Goofy Movie, and A Wonderful World of Disney. During filming back in 2006, Amy Adams was 32, Patrick Dempsey was 40, James Marsden was 33, and Indina Menzel was 35. In the upcoming sequel, when filming, Amy is 47, Patrick is 55, James is 48, and Indina is 50. When Edward is on top of the bus, the people riding on tour buses next to him laughing and pointing at him were not extras. They were real tourists. (laughs) According to the director, thousands of references were made to past and future works of Disney in this movie, which serves as a parody of and a great giant love letter to Disney classics. As the director worked with the screenwriter Bill Kelly to inject Disney references to the plot, it became an obsession. He derived the name of every character as well as anything that needed a name from past Disney movies to bring in more Disney references. Indina Menzel a Broadway veteran and Tony Award winner, uh, does not sing in this movie. In an interview, she stated that she was flattered to be hired solely as an actress. Is that a miss, though? Like, you had this amazing voice and you decided not to use it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I agree. I think it's cool that she was flattered that she just was hired as an actress. But also, yeah, it's a big opportunity that may have been missed. The law firm where Robert Philip works is Churchill, Harlane, and Smith, the surnames of the songwriters from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs from 1937. Several non-singers made their singing debuts in this movie, including Patrick Dempsey. The scene that the director found the most challenging to shoot was the musical scene, That's How You Know, in Central Park. The five-minute scene took 17 days to finish due to the challenging weather, um, which only allowed seven sunny days for the scene to be filmed. The filming was also hampered at times by Patrick Dempsey fans. (laughs) One of the elderly male dancers appeared in Mary Poppins in 1964 as a chimney sweep. Two others uh, danced together as members of the Jets gang in West Side Story in 1961. The actresses who provided the voices for the three previous animated Disney princesses made an appearance in this movie. Jodie Benson, who played, who did uh, voiced Ariel in The Little Mermaid in 1989. Paige O'Hara, who uh, voiced Belle in The Beauty and the Beast in 1991. And Judy Kahn as the title's character singing voice in Pocahontas in 1995. Also, Dame Jules... Also, Julie Andrews, who starred as the title character in Disney live-action Mary Poppins in 1964, provided her voice as the narrator in this movie. And, of course, Indina Menzel, who plays Nancy, voiced Queen Elsa in Disney's Frozen in 2013 and Frozen 2 in 2019. When Prince Edward is knocking on the apartment doors in search of Giselle, the first door is opened by Judy Kahn, the singing voice of the title character Pocahontas. While Giselle is looking in the fish tank, Part of Your World from The Little Mermaid is playing in the background. In the same seat, Jodie Benson plays the secretary. She played Ariel in The Little Mermaid, or she voiced Ariel in The Little Mermaid. When Prince Edward is flipping through the television channels in the hotel room, the soap opera he watches features Paige O'Hara, the voice of Belle in Beauty and the Beast. Over 300 actresses auditioned for the role of Giselle. Amy Adams was number 275. Jennifer Aniston, Christina Applegate, Drew Barrymore, Kate Beckinsale... Kristen Bell, Laura Flynn Boyle, Laura Dern, Zoe Deschanel, Cameron Diaz, Christina Aguilera, Jennifer Garner, Salma Hayek, Renee Zellweger, among so many others, were all in consideration for Giselle. Sick Kristen Bell. Yeah. Interesting that she would later go on to... Frozen. Yeah. I know. 
And she just announced Frozen 3. <laughs> Gina Davis, Angelica Houston, Jennifer, uh, Jessica Lang, Jennifer Jason Lee, Julianne Moore, and Annette O'Toole all auditioned for Nerissa, uh, the evil queen, which eventually went to Susan Sarandon. James Marston auditioned for the role of Robert Philip, but was later cast as Giselle's betrothed uh, Prince Edward. Val Kilmer, Keanu Reeves, Edward Norton, Sean Penn, Charlie Sheen were all considered to play Robert Philip, and that eventually went to Patrick Dempsey, which I'm very happy about. Disney had originally planned to add Giselle to the Disney Princess lineup, as was shown at a 2007 toy fair where the Giselle doll was featured with packaging declaring her with the Disney Princess status, but decided against it when they realized that they would have to pay for lifelong rights to Amy Adams' image. (laughs) In one scene, Prince Edward rides a bus through Times Square. In the background, a large poster can uh, can be seen advertising the musical play Wicked, which originally featured Adina Menzel, who played Nancy in this movie, uh, in the starring role. Furthermore, the poster of Superman Returns uh, can also be seen be seen in which James Marsden appeared, and a poster can be seen uh, for the Broadway production of Hairspray, which James Marsden and Kevin Lima worked on. Hailing from Andalasia, Giselle pl- displays similar traits to the Disney princesses. Director Kevin Lima dis- uh, describes her as about 80% Snow White, with some traits borrowed from Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty, although her spunkiness comes from Ariel. In January 2018, it was announced that the script for a sequel titled Disenchanted was almost complete and had been in production since 2010. The sequel will deal with Giselle 10 years after the events of the first movie, wondering if the life she chose is truly her happily ever after. Amy Adams and James Marsden have announced their intentions to be in it, which we all know they are, as well as Patrick Dempsey. Um, And it'll be coming to Disney Plus exclusively. This was the first feature-length Disney live-action a traditional animation hybrid uh, since Who Framed Roger Rabbit in 1988, but as well as James and the Giant Peach. Yes, and key with Who Framed Roger Rabbit, there were, it was a lot more animation with live action, whereas yes. this is kind of like there was an animation part and then a live action part, and then there were a few animated parts like kind of slipped in. Yeah. We have a hidden Mickey. The bus driver's hair is shaped like Mickey Mouse's ears, as well as the green pepper slices on the pizza Robert and Giselle are served at the Bellinote restaurant. At the end of the movie, Nathaniel is signing copies of his book in the bookstore. As the camera pans in on the exterior of the shop, you can see a poster advertising a cookbook called Meriwether's Guide to Baking. Meriwether was the name of one of the good fairies in Disney's Sleeping Beauty. When Robert and Giselle take the elevator to his upstairs apartment, there is a brief moment where the camera zooms in on the elevator floor display, which bears a startling resemblance to the elevator floor display at the Tower of Terror attraction in the Disney theme parks. It even goes from floors 1 through 12. The animated scenes were not actually done by Disney Animation Wing. It was done by James Baxton Animation, the studio responsible for Curious George. In the scene where Edward is run over by the cyclists, James Marsden was actually hit by them for real. The (laughs) cyclists uh, were just meant to bump him uh, and he would fake a fall, but Marsden didn't think it looked good. So he insisted on the whole collision for real. Uh, Nancy and Robert were originally supposed to have a duet, but it was cut from the final movie. When Robert and Giselle are walking through Central Park discussing dating, an evil face can be seen carved into the poisoned caramel apple that she is holding. The face is similar to that of um, the one that the evil queen dips in, um, in Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. 
The movie was conceived as far back as the 1990s and was originally going to be an R-rated deal. The first draft of the script had Giselle mistaken for a stripper. (laughs) Wow. This was the last Disney movie on which acclaimed poster artist John Alvin worked. Alvin had worked on the posters for many animated uh, Disney movies throughout his career. I wonder if he knew about the uh, the dildo on Ariel. What? The Little Mermaid. Remember, like all those like weird things that cut that out. Of of all of them that you had thought of, it was like, oh, the dildo. He's the guy responsible for the dildo on Ariel. <laughs> it's just because the Ooh. Little Mermaid's coming out. <laughs> You can take that one out. That's weird. No, it's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Everybody knows about it. About how they, they, yeah. Like Lion King, like the stuff that happens in the Lion King. There's like a theory things. that... There's theories. There's theories, theories that if you freeze some frames or if you look at some posters, there's yeah. like boobs <laughs> on, on stuff and yeah. penises and other Disney things. <laughs> yeah. Sarah just found the most inappropriate one no, to bring up off just, the top. It's just because we were talking about. You talking the- about the dildo on Ariel? <laughs> yeah, this guy maybe on the front page on the front cover. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Oh man, Giselle is barefoot when she first meets Prince Edward, as a tribute to the Princess Aurora, who was in the same state when she first met Prince Philip in Sleeping Beauty. Weird Al was considered to write songs for this movie. That'd be fun. Yeah. Near the end of the movie, during the ballroom scene, the ballroom dancing suddenly shifts to dancing similar to the African anteater ritual dance in Can't Buy Me Love from 1987, also starring Patrick Dempsey. In preparation for the ball scene, Patrick Dempsey accidentally ripped Amy Adams' toenails, but with more practice, both aced the dancing steps. Originally, um, Adam Shankman was set to direct this film, but was replaced with Kevin Lima. Coincidentally, Adam is directing the sequel instead of Anne Fletcher, who left the project to do Hocus Pocus 2 instead. At the beginning, Giselle is creating a mannequin of her true love. The outfit it is wearing is never worn by Prince Edward, but is actually worn by Robert at the ball near the end of the movie. As we see Giselle progress into a modern woman, so does her wardrobe. She begins with the over-the-top wedding gown, then to the very princessy long gown, then to a very girly but short dress, and finally into a modern evening gown. In the same way, Robert's wardrobe regresses from suit to tie uh, to a more casual clothing and then ending in a very prince-like outfit at the ball. Honorable mentions. Um, okay, so before we do the honorable mentions, I did, uh, I forgot to say my my best scene, which was um, cleaning the apartment. That was my oh, best scene. Oh, yeah, that well, one I, I meant to say with all like the cockroaches and the rice, mice and the ma- rats and everything, that was my best scene. So my honorable mention is Pip the Squirrel and his <laughs> acting debut with trying to get his uh, message across while he's not able to speak anymore um, across to Prince Edward. Those were great scenes that just kind of formed a little tiny bit of a disconnect between Edward and Giselle. Yes. Right? Like, she would know exactly what Pip is trying to say. He's acting it out. It's a poison apple. Right, right. I Edward? Mean, he even, he, when when he does his little Giselle, he goes, do, 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 do. Yeah, I know. It's it's actually really cute. It's well done. <laughs> I know. It was really well done. Um, my honorable mention is all the animation. I think this film gets off to an epic start because all that animation in the first 10 minutes is so spot on. Um, and I know like Disney, like, oh, it's known for its animation. But like, no, 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 no. Let's not sell that short. It was impeccable. It was fantastic. I can't say enough about the animation to start this movie and as it continues throughout. 
And we agree there are no what should have beens. This movie ended as. Yes, I'm interested again to see what Dis- Disenchanted has to bring me because I am fulfilled. Yeah. This film also brings up a question of like, what happens if Disney characters enter real life? So let's ask that question ourselves. Let's let's create like a team, a roster of top Disney characters you would like to meet and also be friends with okay. in real life. Why don't you kick us off? And then we can compare who has the better list afterward. Oh, wow. My first one is going to be Moana. Moana's a good pick. Yeah. That's great. I'm going the easy pick. I can't believe you didn't do it first. Okay. It's the genie from Aladdin. Oh my god, wait, Who wait. doesn't want to be friends with the like genie? Characters. Oh, okay, okay. Did you not know what we were doing characters? Well, I didn't know. I thought we were doing Disney princesses. Oh, no, no. We're we're going, you can go off grid here. Oh. Anybody you like. Do I want Timon or do I want Pumbaa? I don't know. See, here's the thing. If you pick Timon, I'm going to pick Pumbaa and take him off the table for you. Kay. I guess that's a snake draft then. Are we doing a snake draft? Let's just do a, do a snake, snake draft. draft. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna do I'm gonna do Timon. I think they're a package deal. Timon and Boomba. Okay, Boomba, I get Timon and Boomba just, then. Just take both. Woohoo. I'm going King Triton. Oh wow. Little mermaid. Throwing that out there. How cool would that be? Do we get villains too? Like, can I take Ursula? Absolutely you Whoa. could. Do you want to be friends with Ursula no, though? I, don't I would be challenge with that a little no, bit. No, I don't want to be. I just want to turn her around. She, you know? Ursula's like a No, I don't. I don't think, I about, don't. think about Ursula in real life. She gets <laughs> Ariel to sign this bad contract. She'd be like a used car salesman, you know? Like, oh, it's got two hundred You're right. You're thousand right. K on it, but like you just sign on the dotted line and we're good to go. Um, okay, I want to be friends with Hercules. Oh, Hercules is good. Yes. That's good. It's not on my list, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that is good. That's good. I've yeah. got Kay. She's not animated. Okay. Mary Poppins. Oh my God, good Who pick. Doesn't want to be friends with Mary Super Poppins. Supercalifragilistic expialidocious. Exactly. Absolutely. A- Emily Blunt, Mary Poppins as well. Yeah. That yeah, love her. Um. Okay, Tinkerbell. Oh, that's good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm trying to, I'm trying to well round out my, you know, my picks. It's funny. I actually have Peter Pan on my list, oh, but I'm not going with him right now. I'm going with Baloo. Baloo. Jungle Book. Oh, that's good. Mike Wazowski. Come on. Can I do Mike Wazowski? You can. Yes. It's a bad pick. Why is it though? a bad pick? I love Mike Mike Wazowski. Why wouldn't you pick the big guy? Because I like Mike Wazowski. You went with Mike Wazowski? Yeah, I love Mike Wazowski. Well, now I, I could pick Peter Pan if I... I feel like Peter Pan is more like mystical. There's more things he can do. Practically, I want to pick Mulan because she'd be super cool. I would 100%, just, just coming back, I would 100% be friends with Mike Wazowski. Um, the, the big guy's name is Sully. Sully, that's right. I'm going to go Peter Pan, though. Yeah, you'd be friends with Peter Pan. Oh, but Peter Pan is a friend that, like, you go off to Dreamland every night. Like, that's fun. Yeah, the boy who never grew up. That's, so uh, hit me with yours again one more time. Let's, let's... Moana, Timon and Pumbaa, Hercules, Tinkerbell, and Mike Wazowski. I think I got you. The, I don't know about the that. The friggin' genie. The genie's cool. King Triton. Who's yeah. playing King Triton in The Little Mermaid? Uh, I hope Jason Momoa. Oh my God, imagine. <laughs> I don't actually That would think. be. I think it would be really good. 
I don't think it is, but <laughs> I think it'd be. No, good. that would be really bad. I would hate that <laughs> so much because you're Aquaman already, yes, and now you're is. also gonna be King Triton. Yeah, why not? Stop taking all taking all the water based things, Jason but he Momoa. Looks so good in it. Yeah, I guess you just want to see him shirtless. I do. Uh, Mary Poppins at three, mm. Baloo and Peter Pan. You got some like. A lot of flying happening. Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Mary Poppins Mary is Poppins. more floating. I tried to like, you know, give myself a good round, well-rounded group here, you know. And now overall rewatchability. My rewatchability is as follows. Chemistry of 4.5. Storyline a 4.8. Thirst factor a 3.8. Imagination. Even though you're taking from a lot of different Disney things... It's still the, the overall story, giving you a 5 out of 5 for uh, imagination. Soundtrack is a 5 out of 5, because that's a lot of original songs. You're not just stealing others. You're, you're not just putting like J-Lo in your movie. You're making a song for the movie. And then Cheese is a 4 out of 5. The whole last scene just loses a point entirely. Fair enough. That gives us a 4.52 out of 5 for Dev. Okay, so mine is as follows. Chemistry, 4.75. Storyline, 4.7. Thirst Factor, 4. Imagination, 2.75. Because wow. they draw on a lot of Disney. Like they, Yeah, yeah. It was, a nice, wow. it was a nice ode to Disney movies. Soundtrack, 4. Cheese, 5. For an overall score of 4.2 out of 5. You wound me. This has been the Rom-Com Rewind of Enchanted. If there's anything you heard that... Um, maybe you want to circle back on, maybe you want to talk a little bit more about, you can leave us a voicemail, 1-705-525-8573. Leave a message, and maybe you'll hear it on the next podcast. You can also just message us on Instagram and TikTok at Romcom Rewind or email at romcomrewind at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.